0: Welcome to the first episode of Another Week in the Books. In this episode, I talk about the week of April 15th through April 21st, 2019, where I give you thoughts that I'm getting of books that I've already read while reading books, books that I'm reading currently during the week, books that I have fa- finished during the week, books that I added to my reading list during the week, books that are mentioned or talked about on podcasts that I listen to during the week, and the stats that I have for books for the month and for the year. So let's get into it. I'm your host Alexander the Great Reader and we will start this week with book thoughts. I was reading the book this week called Running for My Life with Lopez Lamong. Great book. And the thought I got while reading this book was of Malcolm Godwell's David and Goliath. And basically, the thesis, the idea behind David and Goliath book is we are viewing that story in the wrong way where it was actually David who had the advantage over Goliath because his experience of knowing how to throw a slingshot was actually not some little tool that was not worthy of warfare, but it was actually something of marksmanship. And it was clearly an advantage he had over Goliath, actually, because he didn't have to engage with him in a close way, like if you're going to fight with swords or any type of weapon, spear or anything like that. He was just in the far, far distance and just threw that sling which, in that time, they were considered like rifle marksmanships, like today in war, the, the guys who shoot with rifles, you know the ones in that era were the slingshot. You can kill somebody, just like David killed Goliath. So his environment, his upbringing brought him to to that moment, and it, it was a clear un disadvantage that Goliath had, actually, that David was just going to annihilate him with this weapon that he have. Now, books that I'm reading this week are Shit My Dad Says by Justin Halpern. I love the book. I've been laughing. You know, I like walking and reading at the same time. <laughs> and I've just been laughing out loud with this one. This guy's father is hilarious, the things he says. And yes, this book was inspired by him doing tweets of things his dad says and people were saying that you need to write a book about your dad and it's true it, it, it's a great book the other book that I'm reading this week is Fight Club by Chuck Palanewick. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that last name but you know there was a movie made by it a long time ago I love the movie it's a great movie and the book is just as good but it's different and the saying that the book is better than the movie. I don't know about that because the movie is pretty great, but the book has his differences. There's, there has been changes, but the book is is really good. And I feel like if I read the book before the movie, I probably would have enjoyed it more because I already have these images and characters in my head prior to reading this movie, and that probably has affected my reading. But so far, it's a great book, and I love it. Now, the other book, now, the other segment in his books I finished this week, and I finished The Compass of Pleasure by David Linden. This book was a little difficult to read because there was a lot of technical jargon and felt like reading a textbook, but it was enlightening in the way where I kind of was not feeling bad for myself on certain addictions. You know, I like to eat certain things that are not bad for me, but, you know, maybe there's something in my genes and my... DNA that is attracted to those things and that pleasure. There's these forces that are neurological that I'm not aware of, which are leading me to make these decisions, which creates an excuse. I can head the route of saying, oh, you know, this is just my DNA. This is just my genes. So I'm just going to keep eating this stuff. Or you can just be conscious and have that conscious battle which we all have, we all have certain inclinations towards certain addictions, and just being conscious of it and aware that there is that biological gain going on inside you. And, you know, go towards that battle. Now, the other book I finished this week is The Pearl by John Steinbeck. I never read books when I was in high school or grammar school, and... Now I'm starting to read books, so I got to get these classics underneath my belt. And this is a classic I haven't read, and I really enjoyed it. And there's a lot of symbolism, and it's a real deep book. And I can't believe people that are young read this because it's powerful stuff. You know, the way I took this book is there's a saying in the Bible. I don't know how exactly it goes. I was trying to look for it, and I couldn't find it. But I remembered it. It impacted me a while ago. And it, and the saying went something like, he who takes heed to the warning the soft warning will take no let me rephrase that he who does not take heed to the soft messenger will take heed to the hard messenger and what i got from that is like the soft messenger will be someone like your mom telling you don't go out with your friends, they're bad news, and you're like, mom, whatever, you don't know, and then you go out with them and then you you know one of them has a stolen car and now you're in jail and now you're like, oh, I should have listened to my mom. But that's the hard messenger. The jail, being in that situation, in jail is the hard messenger. And the pearl reminded me of that proverb because he finds the the whole objective of him Looking for a pearl was to gain money because he was poor and his son was dying from a scorpion bite So that motivated him enough to go find something that was very rare and hard But he did it because he was motivated But then he lost focus because the pearl was actually A size that's never seen before and created a new opportunity in his life to create wealth And he never thought that he would ever be wealthy But now he has these ideas in his head like oh I can take my kid to college and Do all these special things, buy a rifle and all these things he never imagined doing because he has this pearl. So he lost the main objective was saving his son's life. You know, there's I'm a father and I can understand the motivation behind that. And the soft messenger was his wife who kept trying to tell him, get rid of this pearl because there was all this stuff happening in his in his life because of this pearl. And she was just just get rid of it, you know, like whatever. We'll figure things out. Our son is looking better. The doctor actually healed the kid before even paying because he knew he had that pearl, but you know, he kept going. He didn't want to sell it to certain guys because he knows they're ripping him off. And he just kept going on his journey till you know his son died. I think he got shot and his life was transformed and he just lost focus. He ended up losing his son, probably traumatized for life and all because of this pearl. And this opportunity that he thought was great, but it wasn't as great as it seemed, and he was warned along the path to you know get rid of the thing and don't lose focus. So it's a great moral behind the story. The next book is Running for My Life by Lopez Lamong. I like this book a lot. You know, I'm a Christian and I like running, so it was a good mixture, and it's an amazing story because Lopez was abducted from a church in Sudan. And they were gonna train him to be a soldier, but at night, some kids helped him escape that he considers angels because he never saw or heard of them again. And he's living in this orphan camp or uh, what do you call those refugee camps? And you, he goes through how it was living there, where, like, I remember. Him saying that Tuesdays was the best day because that was the day the Americans threw their garbage and they would eat the garbage because it was better than what they were eating, and they were eating very little. And that's amazing to me. To, I can't believe that you know people would say something like that, like, oh, the garbage was the best day, and just goes to show how lucky I am and how grateful I am to be in a situation I am to be in. So he ends up coming to America, having a great family. And this is uh, where I tie in that David and Goliath because he, he liked to run and then he was running a lot. And they are like, maybe you should talk to the running coach of the high school. And he had an unfair advantage like David had over Goliath, over the other runners, because he would run in extreme heats. He would run without shoes. To him, it was, it, he was a runner and he had to run for his life the day he had run away from them from those Sudanese people who captured him, and it was no big deal to him running, not like others. And it was just unfair. And he ended up making it to the Olympics and meeting George Bush and being the one who walked the torch for the United States. It's an amazing story, and it goes to show you that you never know what you could do with your life, and it, no matter what your situations. Very rare case. This doesn't happen to everybody, but it gives hope. You know that maybe something good could happen to you in your life. There was a lot of funny parts, too, because I remember the movie by Eddie Murphy, Coming to America. There was certain things that was funny because he was from Africa, and he was trying to get acclimated and used to the American lifestyle. And the same thing was happening to Lopez, where he didn't understand certain things, and it was making me laugh. The next book is Persepolis by Mary Jane Strapelli, and she wrote this as a graphic novel. She was someone who was raised... In Iran, and I really didn't know much about Iran reading this, but I I learned a lot. It was funny, but it was a lot of serious things going on, like people getting captured, imprisoned, killed. They were being killed in front of people, you know, in public fashions. It's a very hard book, and Iran went through a lot, and you can learn a lot about what goes on in Iran, and she had to go through a lot, and she was very revolutionary her parents were very revolutionary it was an entertaining read and it was quick and i i like the creativity of the graphic novel intertwined with history and memoir it's a good read last book i finished this week was the road to unfreedom by timothy snyder and this is a book that yoval nora recommended i seen a list online and i was like all right let me read this because i like yoval nori's books He's the one who wrote Sapiens, uh, Homo Deus. He has a new one, Lessons of the 21st Century, I think it's called. So I decided to read it, and it was pretty eye-opening. I really didn't know much about the book. I just went into it blindly, and it was a lot about how Putin got into power and where Russia got to where it is today. I learned a lot about a philosopher, like Ivan Lyon, I think his name, and he was had an interesting past with Nazism and all this stuff that just didn't seem right to me. They He's portrayed in the book as a fascist. And Putin was, liked his works. He cited his works. He was trying to revive his philosophy and ideas. So I found it interesting that that was someone he admired and looked up to and read a lot about. And a lot about how they were using the media in the Ukraine situation, and the way they used the media was similar on how they used it here in the US, supposedly, for the Donald Trump elections, and that's what brought me to be like, wow, I'm learning a lot about this because as someone who lives in the US and is a citizen, For the past, like, two years, all I've been hearing is about the Trump-Russia collusion. And this was a good way to, like, all right, I guess I'm learning about this because I was avoiding all that. It made no sense to me. Every day there was a new article, a new perspective, a new—it was just—I felt like it was just a waste of my time. But I learned a lot. And it seems to me, like, they did kind of have some kind of part in affecting the election— And what I gather is their main motivation was not really to get Trump elected, although they did have a lot of ties with him and friends with him, but it appeared more like they were trying to cement the idea into the Russian citizens that the democratic American way is not as great as it seems. So they kind of influenced it and said, look what we did to this Country That everybody says so powerful And great Look what we did Is this really a great system? And the Russian citizens probably thought No, I would not want to live in a country Where outside foreign country comes and influence Yeah, you know Maybe this American democratic system Isn't as great as it sounds Maybe what we have here is better Or at least equal to Or not worse than what's going on there And it also... Open my eyes to a lot of the ways that media has changed and you see this fight between the left and right and now it's like far left and far right and all this craziness that makes no sense to me. And it's kind of like what goes on in Russia's media where a lot of the news outlets are portrayed as fake news, as you can't trust, and there's just a lot of infighting and, and identifying yourself to certain ideologies and ideas and it seems that maybe some politicians have subscribed to this way of doing politics and attacking the media and identifying themselves to certain ideologies. All right, next segment is books added to the reading list. I added The 5M Club by Robin Sharma because I was listening to the podcast and I'm a person who... Thinks that waking up early is important The Good Neighbor by Maxwell King I think that one was because of Goodreads Has a list of the top read nonfiction Or memoirs, I think it is For the year, and it's ranking up there So it's about Mr. Rogers Adulthood is a Myth by Sarah Anderson I think that's one of the top graphic novels this year Where the Wind Leads by Dr. Vin Chung. I think I was on Amazon looking at what other customers bought for this Running for My Life book by Lopez Lamang. I really enjoyed it and I wanted to read some books similar to it. So the next couple ones are led by it. Uh, Next one would be News of the World by Paulette Giles. That was from... The customers also bought "The Big Burn" by Timothy Egan, "Mainy Act" by Terry Cheney, "Zealot" by Riza Aslan. Now that one was because I read a book called "The Agnostic Gospels" by Ellen Pagels. I enjoyed that book, and I was looking to read more things that around that area. "Made" by Stefan Land. That's another one that. I got referenced that this year is doing really good. And in that same thing, there was it was referencing Nickel and Dime by Barbara Barbara Enrich, as it's a similar book. And I put that on my reading list too. Now books on podcasts. I was listening to a podcast that I subscribed to called Impact Theory with Tom Bailey. And Robin Sharma was on there. He wrote the monk who sold his Ferrari, I love that book, and he has a new book called The 5N Club, which I've referenced in the books that I'm adding to the reading list. And I like the idea of the book. I'm a person who believes in waking up early and all the benefits that come with it. So this is kind of just to, like, further ingrain my belief and my bias towards waking up early, you know, get more facts, get more things to really further my thesis that it's important to wake up early The other one was The Aubrey Marcus podcast With Joe Rogan This one wasn't really Talking about books Or is it by the author Joe Rogan You know he has his big podcast And Aubrey Marcus Wrote a book called Own the day And I like his podcast And this podcast Was awesome Really good podcast And there was a section Where Joe Rogan goes Into his little philosophy Called Choose your struggle And that's why I'm mentioning this here Because it was so powerful And he says that He believes that we're designed or there's something in us that needs to struggle. There's some kind of struggle has to happen. And if you're not choosing that struggle like he does through working out and doing yoga and steam rooms or hot rooms and working out hard and doing all these crazy strenuous things that cause a struggle, that struggles will just come to you because you need that. So he rather choose them. That way he gets that out of the way and they're beneficial. And when he's with his family, he's not struggling with his relationship, with his kids or other, other things in his life. So it's very powerful. I recommend you listen just for that philosophy that I thought was awesome. The next one is School of Greatness podcast with Jason Silva. I don't really know who this guy is. He, I guess he does shows on TV. But he was referencing a lot of books that I like to read. He was talking about Joseph Campbell's The Power of Myth. He was talking about Michael Pollan's book on psychedelics, which is not coming to mind right now. And he was talking about another book that I can't think of, but a lot of great books and how they formed his philosophy and beliefs. And I was like, wow, you know, like, I understand what this guy's beliefs is because I've read those books. And that's what I enjoyed about listening about it. Because if you've read those books, you'll enjoy that podcast. Oh, now I got it. Michael Pollan, um, How to Change Your Mind. Lastly, would be Jordan Peterson's podcast. And he published an episode called Lecture that he did in Sacramento on June 27, 2018. And he was talking about audiobooks for a certain time and how it's changing the way we learn because we used to believe that we didn't have attention spans. That yet, you know, marketers are like, there are attention spans, and kids don't want to read. And audiobooks came to him that you need to meet them, need to make them at least nine hours. That's the average of what they're listening to. So it proves to that there is something in humanity and humans that like reading in audio form. Podcast has proven that where people are sitting there for three hours, not sitting but we're listening for three hours to a conversation and audiobooks that are nine hours and more, and they're listening to them, and it's growing and growing and. Maybe he was talking about maybe we, this is a better way to learn. And, you know, it was very interesting what he was talking about. Another interesting thing he talked about is because I'm a Christian. And I read the Bible. I've read it 13 times from the back. And he says something that was true and what I think too. And is he does these biblical series that are also powerful and I recommend. And he says every time he does them and talks about certain stories... He's talked about them before, but he feels like the, he just gets deeper and deeper. And I feel that same way when I read the Bible. It's like, I feel like it just gets deeper and deeper. And the profoundity, the, how profound and deep it goes is endless. Now, the statistics for the month are, I'm at 15 books for the month. Pages for the month are 3,728. And I've read 70 books so far this year and i'm at seventeen thousand four hundred nine pages for the year so those are the stats i'm all i'm a stat man and i'm a i'm not a person who takes a lot of notes or, or is structured on my reading list if i want to read a book i read it i read different books as you can sell during the week at different times and that's the way i like it and i'm not shaming i don't believe in book shaming you read the way you like it. If you want to read summaries, if you want to take lots of notes, if you want to read one book ten times before you read another one, whatever you do is the way you do it. Let's just enjoy reading. And I'll see you on the next one.